What's good, everyone? Before we start the episode, I want to share with you a unique financial strategy that Savvy Docs are using to purchase real estate. Now, even if you are starting with single family homes, or you might even be in the big leagues trying to get 20, 50, or even 100 unit complexes, this strategy might be for you. Other benefits are it can help you grow your wealth tax free, and it also protects you from the bad guys. I'm talking about the creditors and the lawsuits. Now, I took the time to learn about how this strategy works, and I think it can help you optimize your investing also. I want you to check out moneyinsights.net forward slash Darko and click on the investment optimizer link to learn more. So what's good, everyone? Welcome back. We are driving back from just taking a look at the six unit spot. It actually, I was quite surprised. It looked a lot better than what was on paper it is what would you think about it so i thought it was very well kept a very very well kept property like you said it's six units and surprisingly i mean we got to see most of the units we got to see four out of the six again tenant issues but i think out of all the places we looked at yeah this is the the nicest nicest place place yeah this is definitely the nicest place that we've looked at very well kept very clean property just excellent job. Had like exit signs on there that mm-hmm. like work. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. Look, so this place, you know, from the outside looking in, you won't be that impressed. But then once you walk inside, you can just already tell the craftsmanship of the floors, the stairs have like this type of, what do you call that? It's like not carpet, but it's like this rubberized type thing to make sure that you don't slip down the stairs. It's done very well. It's not warped. I was really impressed by that. Yeah, it looks like they put a lot of thought into the property, uh, a lot of thought into keeping the tenants safe. It's just really well done. The layout of all of the apartments were very nice. So the way that this property is set up, it's actually, like we said, a six unit property, but it's a little different in that not all of the units are in one building. So the building, the property houses two buildings, One building holds five of the units and then the other building, which is basically its own house, is the sixth unit. So it's just very interesting how it's laid out. Yeah, two properties, five in one building and then one house or one unit separate. Really Mm -hmm. interesting. And the other thing that really stood out to me that's really interesting, and this may be small and it may not proved to be anything really important. But for me, I just noticed that each guest for the most part was uber friendly, right? Yeah, or each tenant. Particularly each tenant was really friendly, particularly the first one. She was very friendly. She's moving out, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. (laughs) She's bouncing. But I don't know. She was really interested, you know, and very nice greeting us. We took our child with us, our youngest with us into each one. And she was asking really good questions and interesting questions. So it was just really, that stuck out to me. Yeah. So in this property... Like you said, there's one tenant moving out out of the bigger building and the tenant who lives in the house is also moving. So that's something to consider that there are going to be two vacancies. Each of those tenants that are remaining are on month to month leases. Yeah. So that like is that. something to consider. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like right. That. Well, because we are in the time of COVID, the other thing that we need to consider as well is that you can't evict anyone right now. I guess there's a timeline 
There's a moratorium on those things because the courts can't open up. Right. So right now the date is August 31st, which is when you can start eviction processes. And that's what, about a month and a half from now. So that's just something to consider. We didn't see anything for us that would say, oh, well, this, you know, we wouldn't want this tenant here. But that's just something to consider, you know, because we are going into this venture during a very interesting time. You know, what's really interesting for me that stood out is each apartment that we looked at. We didn't look at the last place, the bigger like it's like a house Mm -hmm. that's on a separate unit or separate property. I don't understand how to explain, but it's two buildings. We didn't look at the second building. Right. We didn't get to see the house. But each one we looked at, each unit that we looked at, there really wasn't any structural issues whatsoever. Like the windows looked fairly new. The floors looked okay. You didn't see any like paint warping from radiators because there wasn't any radiators. One thing to consider, this place has electric heat. Mm -hmm. Woogie, woogie, woogie. Which can be really expensive for the (laughs) tenant. Right, right. It can be expensive to the tenants. Rents are low for this spot. That's mm-hmm. one thing to keep in mind. So I felt really good about this place. But hey, let me check myself. It's not about how I feel. You know what I'm saying? It's really about the numbers. The numbers. So yes. So let's call this the 506 house. Okay. We'll call it the 506 house. So we're going into the 506 house experience right now, which we kind of already talked about how we felt about the house and described a little bit of the property for you guys. But let me just go back to how we found the 506 house. So I found the 506 house because I was actually looking for seller financing and I got onto a website of, you know, seller financing. You have to excuse us. That's our baby in the back. But I got onto this website and I was looking for seller financing and this house actually popped up. Well, lo and behold, this house, they're not actually looking for seller financing. So I don't know how it got on that website, but essentially... That's how I found it. But I eventually went over to Zillow and it was indeed on sale on Zillow as well. And I looked at the specifications of the house, where it was located and called the realtor. Our realtor actually is on vacation right now. So she ended up putting us in contact with another agent who met us at the property. That's how we ended up looking at the house. Well, she sent me the MLS listing with all of the rents that are being collected in the house. And again, we wanted to know whether or not this house met the 1% rule before we took it any more seriously than we are right now. So I added up all of the rents that this house is collecting and it came up to $3,560. And this house is actually going for $278,000. So it definitely surpasses the 1% rule. So that's why we decided to take this house a little more seriously and start looking into it and make the trip out here, right? Yeah, I do think the price is a little high for the area though. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing to keep in mind. But yes, it met the 1% rule. So that's the first reason why we decided to drive out here and even take a look, so. Yeah, so also it's important to note It is a commercial property, so anything over four units, right? We mentioned that this is a six-unit property. So anything over four units is considered a commercial property, which means that we could not get a conventional loan. We'd actually have to get a commercial loan, which is a little bit different in terms of the financing and things like that, which we can get into at another time. But 
that's what the owner is looking for is a commercial loan. So we have to do our due diligence and make sure that we can get that if we are going to put in. Well, that's not what they're looking for, but that's what is required to buy the property. Right. That's what's required to buy the property if we're not going to buy it outright cash, which we ain't got that much cash to be buying no property. So, (laughs) so yeah. All right. There goes my Tesla down payment. <laughs> you know, yeah, I wish someone would write in or leave like a voice message on a way in which I can like hack my way to a Tesla Model 3. Like if someone <laughs> knows of a way that I can hack myself to a used Tesla Model 3, I don't even care. Like just hook me up and let me know. <laughs> All, All right. right. To the numbers. Tesla to talk. the numbers, Renee White. To the numbers. All right. So we actually ran the numbers before we actually went to see the property. Okay, again, that helps us to, again, determine whether or not it's worth making a trip. So let's open up the numbers here. So, all right, now we kind of factored in before $20,000 of repair costs. That's kind of our go-to number. But now looking at the property, I don't actually think that it needs $20,000 worth of any type of repair. What do you think, Nee? I agree. I think we need to significantly decrease that number. Yeah. So, you know, it might be worth it to say, you know, if we have to do anything, let's be even more conservative and maybe say we might have to put out $5,000 for repair. What do you think? Yes, I think that's safe. Right. So I'm going to decrease these repair costs. So we're actually redoing these numbers as we're recording right now. See, y'all listen and y'all get the real real. Yeah. This get the real real. real. Exactly. So this ain't no fake. You know what? This is the real Darko. This is how we do. Right. So we're going to. Let's move on, please. (laughs) Hey, docs. If you're a real estate investor or even if you're aspiring to become one, then, you know, one of the biggest challenges is finding the best way to save for that initial down payment. And then after that, figuring out where to park money between deals. That's why it's so important to build an opportunity fund. In other words, you need a place to efficiently save money for that perfect investment property. In my experience, most people just end up using a savings or checking account to keep money liquid, but we all know banks ain't given no interest and there's absolutely no tax benefits. So here's the deal. I've recently learned about a solution to this problem. In fact, hundreds of savvy docs right now have already turned to this strategy from the folks at Money Insights. They call it the investment optimizer, and it grows your money tax-free at a compounding rate without volatility. And it protects your money from creditors and lawsuits. Make sure to check out the investment optimizer video at moneyinsights.net forward slash Darko, or you can text the keyword Darko to 31996. We're going to estimate... An interest rate, I don't know, people are saying between like 3 and 5% for interest rate for a mortgage. So maybe our interest rate, we can say maybe will be 4.25% for an interest rate. And with commercial properties, what's important to note is that they want more of a down payment. So a conventional loan might require 20%. However, a commercial property, they can require even up to 40%. But we're, again, going to be conservative and say Tesla money, my Tesla money, yeah, Tesla money, and say that maybe we'll go to 25 percent. We'll see if we can't convince 
a lender or find a lender who will allow us to put 25% down because we don't want all of our money in this house, right? That's really important for us to be able to have cash on hand that we don't put all of our money into one house. So I'm going to say 25%. And right now, anyway, we're using the actual purchase price, which is $278,000 purchase price. So that's where we're starting here. Okay. So at this point, we would be talking about a 25% down payment on that. The loan term would be 30 years. We'd be doing a 30-year loan. And now when we consider how much we would be collecting in rent, it would be $3,650, so $3,650. As far as property taxes, we looked at the property taxes on the MLS listing, and it looks like it's $391 per month for now. And the insurance actually looks like $443 Per month, So that's a little bit higher than I think any of the other properties that we've looked at, right? I don't know. You're the numbers person. <laughs> that's going over my head. You know yeah. that. Yeah. So that's what that looks like. I mean, I think we would have to verify that with the agent just to make sure, but it definitely is higher. And I don't know if it's because it's a commercial property. It's basically the first commercial property that we're looking at. So maybe insurance is higher for commercial properties. I'm not sure. So We're going to go through the other expenses like repairs and maintenance. We'll put that at 5%. Vacancy, also 5%. And capital expenditures at 5% as well. So we kind of talked about what those things are in the previous episode. So I won't necessarily go through that again. And then property management fees, which are about 10%. Now, there is a common area. So there are common areas, right? So the hallways would count as common areas. And those need to be lit. And the person who's going to pay for that is going to be the landlord, i.e. us, if we get this property. So I'm estimating that the electricity, just based on what was in the MLS, in the MLS listing, that the electricity is going to be about $42 per month. And the gas, in order to heat the common areas, would be about 29%. Although they did say electric heating. So... Again, that's something that we would have to make sure. But just to guesstimate, that's what it would be. Water and sewage would be on the tenants. There is garbage. So apparently commercial properties, you're supposed to have a dumpster. And they estimated in the MLS listing that that would be about $72 per month. And anything else, things like snow removal, lawn upkeep, I'm estimating that at about $50 per month. So when we do our analysis... Based on all of those numbers, let's see what it shows. So what it shows is... Big money, big money, big money. <laughs> something good, yeah, for real. <laughs> okay. So based on all those numbers that I just mentioned, what do you think, Nate? Do you think that, if you had to guess, do you think that the numbers are going to be good or not so good? I'm going to say not so good. You're going to say not so yeah, good. we've been okay. surprised. You'd be surprised. Yeah. So actually, the numbers are that the cash on cash return is actually 10%, 10.34%. And the monthly cash flow is 684. So that 10% number is the number that based off of the cash that we would put outright to purchase this place, 
mm-hmm. what kind of return on investment we would be getting, correct? Correct. Okay. That's kind of, and you know, for that, every we dollar. we said that we wanted it to beat the stock market. That's right. So we wanted it to be definitely above 7%. Yes. Okay. Definitely above 7%, which it is. It actually hits our return on investment of 10%. It's actually a little bit higher at 10.34%. And the monthly cash flow isn't bad. I mean, $684 per month is, I mean, yeah. 12. Got a that for me is worth it. Got a down payment on my Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. You got a down payment on your Tesla? Tesla three yeah, that's Jordans, what you use the cash Jordans. flow for. Actually, no, no, no. No Jordans here. Some LeBrons. We're going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Are there such thing as LeBron? Oh, yeah. LeBron sneakers? Really? They're cold. They're pretty good. They're not like at the same cultural level as, you know, Michael I've Jordans, I've never even obviously. heard of LeBrons, and I actually like LeBron. But So, yeah. So, even though the asking price is definitely high, the numbers actually work out. So Do me a favor. Can you do the number with 40% down? So the number was 40% down. Yeah, that would actually be something that we do need to work out because what if we don't find a lender who is willing to give it to us for 25% down? So let me readjust that number for you and let's see what we come up with. Okay. All right. So I'm going back into our calculator and I'm going to put it in as 40% down. talking about, guys. This is the real. We literally... She has a laptop. We're using my phone as a hotspot and we are using it, making it go um, while we're driving. So I'm sure you guys can hear the road in the background. Okay. So everything remaining the same and 40% down. Come on, big money, big money, big money. Okay. So with 40% down, do you think it's good or bad, Nee? I'd say uh, bad. Okay. (laughs) So our cash on cash return is actually... 8.81%. Okay. Okay. So still, it's not 10%, obviously, but still not bad. Better than the 7% that we were thinking about in the stock market. And the monthly cash flow at this point, however, would be $889. And that's because our mortgage amount would actually be lower, right? So we would cash flow better because that's less of an expense that would come out of the expenses that we have. Okay. Uh, in comparison to a higher mortgage amount with 25% down. So is there any other numbers that we need to talk about right now that you did cash on cash? What else mm-hmm. did you do? You did cash flow. Right. So what the only, we, go ahead. yeah. So the only thing that I would say, not a number that we could control right now, but I think a number that we do need to consider is the rent, right? Because the rents in that area actually are pretty low. And I think we actually could get a little bit higher in the rents, which would then improve our cash on cash return. And it would also obviously improve our cash flow. So I think that- And what about the purchase price? I mean, we're not trying to purchase at- Oh, that's right. Duh. That's right. So yes, (laughs) we could. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. We could control the purchase price. I think they say there's a saying in real estate that- the deal is made on the purchase, right? Not yeah. on the rents and all that stuff. It's The rents are important, but mm-hmm. if we can get a good deal on the purchase price, that's where we are really going to be successful. So what if yeah. we brought our price down? Absolutely. So let's see if we bought at a lower purchase price. And my bad, because part of what I was thinking also is putting in the best offer that we possibly can. And when we say putting in the best offer, we mean putting in a number that actually works 
for us, right? So we're not going to be emotional about this. We're going to make the decision, you know, strictly based on the numbers. And there are two other offers actually in this particular property. So that's why I didn't even go to lower the purchase price. But yes, that actually makes sense because even though the numbers work, it's still pretty high priced for the area. Yeah, I ain't overpaying in my first place. So. You ain't overpaying. Exactly. All right. So let's go back to the calculator. And let's say if we went down, what, even 10,000? Yes. So 268, which is still a little bit high for that area. Okay. 268. Let's compare it. So the result is that the cash on cash is 11.25%. And the monthly cash flow is seven twenty one per month. So still not bad. Not bad at all, right? I mean, obviously it's better now because we lowered the purchase price. Now, if we took that same number and we went to 40%, let's see what it will show. So with a 40% down payment on the new purchase price, it would be 9.4% and $919 cash flow. Okay. Right. And what's questionable, obviously, is are we approximating the numbers the right way? Right. Because obviously we didn't talk about closing costs and all these kinds of other expenses. But I think the numbers are close enough to what we should expect that we'll be pretty close if we put in an offer on this place and get it. Yeah. Yeah. So we can finish the rest of the numbers later. But, you know, one thing to consider, there's already Section 8 housing in there. Mm -hmm. Two tenants are already using Section 8. So one thing to consider is, you know, making the entire place Section 8. So, right. You know, I think my mind has definitely been changed by all the successful stories that real estate investors have had with Section 8. So that's one thing to consider. Maybe we'll talk about that on our next yeah. show. But that's it, y'all. That's the numbers for this place that we like from a numbers game it looks like it makes sense we just need to find what our bid is going to be and then go from there and we'll let you know what happens yeah so we're going to be hopefully putting in an offer but again with contingencies right that we can get the commercial loan and with inspection because the house definitely we don't want to get a house that's not inspected even though the house looks pristine but it can still have issues so all right guys before i get a ticket driving we're going to end this episode. But listen, if you enjoy what you're listening to, make sure you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't have an iPhone or an Apple computer, just leave us a message on the website. Just go to drneedarko.com, click on the right side of the screen where you see the blue icon, ask me a question and leave me a voicemail. Let me know what you think. Or you could also hit us up on Instagram at drneedarko. Let me know what you think. Let me know if this is helping you. And as usual, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.